We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The NBA playoffs are coming up here in less than a month. The seeds aren't completely set, but they're set enough so where you can have a hot take. You can have some playoff opinions. I asked my Twitter for their playoff opinions, and we're going to talk about it. Usually I only do like a 60-second video on TikTok when I ask questions like this, but I think I got enough good responses to do more of a long-form one on here, so that's what we're doing. Let's get into it. The Warriors are a second-round exit. I mean, they're a three-seed right now, so I feel like saying a three-seed is a second round exit is maybe not that hot of a take, but it is considering that their expectations were pretty high at one point in the season. I don't know with them. It's like if Draymond can get healthy and Steph can start playing like an MVP again, they can win the West, right? They were my favorites to win the West at some point in this year, but those are two pretty big ifs. I feel like at this point, it's hard to say, when they're going to bow out because it's like, you know, who, who are they going to match up against? And it's like, who's going to stay healthy and, and all that crap. But I think I would agree with that. I think I maybe right now they'd play the Timberwolves. That would be a tough series. Then they'd maybe have to go play like Dallas or someone. I don't know. I don't think right now they would beat the Suns. Uh, but I, I would say I'd say that's a pretty fair take. The Pelicans take the Suns to seven. I got to disagree. And I know probably the caveat to this take is what, like, oh, well, if Zion comes back, people are maybe a little bit too high on the Pelicans when Zion comes back, if we're saying that they're going to go be competitive with the Suns. And it's not because I don't understand where people are coming from with that, right? McCollum trade's a big deal. They're already in the plans now, even without their best player. Zion is a huge difference maker, and it's really popular to say right now, it's like, oh, people forget how good he was. He was great. He's a great player. But when we're talking about trying to take the Suns to seven, it's more about just beating expectations like the Pelicans are now. You have to be legitimately one of the best teams in the league. But when you look at the Pelicans, my big problem with them is that their defense is just not good. Even with Zion back, it's not going to be good. And I think the Suns would pick it apart. Uh, are they headed in the right direction? Absolutely. 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 But I don't know. Competing with the, there's a difference between being good, maybe being competitive in some playoff series, and beating the Suns or competing with the Suns. And I think the Pelicans aren't quite there yet. Cavs will go deeper in the playoffs than everyone expects. It's not impossible. I don't know. They're kind of banged up right now. I don't hate it. Like I don't hate the Cavs. I do like where they are, but 
Are they going to be a team like Milwaukee? Are they going to be a team like Philadelphia? Maybe, maybe they got to hope they're not in the plans. You know, are they going to be a team like the heat? Probably not. So I, I think that their injuries now are going to cause them to slip down low enough where they could be the seven or the eight seed and have to win in the plans. And then that would make their first round matchup difficult to the point where I wouldn't trust them to win it. Nets win in amazing fashion, lose maybe six games the whole playoffs. That's that's bold. I don't think it would be that bold to say the Nets won at all. I still think they're one of the favorites, even though they're the eight seed, which is kind of crazy to say, but that's how things have turned out for them. I'll say this. My big concern with them is not Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant in terms of how good they are. It's like, yeah, both those guys are great. Both those guys are definitely a number one and number two on a championship team, and they play playoff-style basketball where they can go and they can create offense, they can hit tough shots and all that good stuff. Zero doubt there. And I think the role players are really good on the Nets too. My two questions for them are, number one, can they stay healthy? Because Kyrie Irving hasn't had a good playoff run since 2017. Not entirely his fault, mostly injury problems. And then Kevin Durant has not played a ton of games, really. Uh, since he joined the Nets. And as we know, you know, what what team usually wins the finals? Whichever contender can stay the healthiest. So if you look at the Nets, they aren't my favorite to stay the healthiest. That makes me a little bit nervous about that prediction. Number two is, is Ben Simmons going to come back? And if he is, is he going to come back? And it's just like, yeah, he's going immediately into the playoffs. That's the first thing that say he's going to instantly go and play in the playoffs. And that'll be his first game back. I understand that he's not going to have as involved of a role as he did with the 76ers, but it's still how he plays offensively is still something you have to work around. No, I understand. It's like, oh, well, the defense will be there and the defense will be there. And it's like, oh, well, he'll just play make and they won't worry about the perimeter creation stuff. It's like, yeah, fair enough. But Ben Simmons on the court is Ben Simmons on the court. You got to find a way to work around some of his limitations and how he hurts the spacing. And I don't think it's as simple as just like, oh, he's just going to go out there and play in the same way that it might be with someone like a Seth Curry, where it's like he's a sharpshooter and He's going to move off ball and things like that. And even that, I wouldn't want to drop someone in game one in the playoffs. So those are my two big concerns for the Nets. I don't. I also don't think that if they win at all, they're just going to have no competition in the East because it's a very tough East this year. But I could totally see them winning at all. Grizzlies conference finals at least. I could see it. I think the Grizzlies are a little bit slept on. I've noticed in some of these hot takes is that the tim- people, people think the Timberwolves would crush the Grizzlies right now, apparently. And I don't know if I totally buy into that. I would say that Grizzlies saying Western Conference Finals at least is probably maybe a little bit too confident because there's still some tough teams that they could run into. But I don't know. That's not that crazy to me, honestly. It's not that crazy to me. I kind of like that take. I might agree. I might I might not even agree. I might say that if I was picking the teams right now, I might have the Grizzlies in the Western Conference Finals. Because you look at it and they'd play Denver or the Clippers, and I know both those teams are tough. If they can get healthy, I don't think they're going to get healthy. I don't think Kawhi and Paul George are going to play. I haven't seen any, like, I feel like we would have seen good news about that by now. And then I know for a fact that Murray, it was just said that he's not that close. So if they got a round one matchup against, you know, two teams that I like, but are super banged up without some of their best players, I think they could easily win both of those. And then their next matchup would be between the winner of Golden State and Minnesota and that's not easy, but if the Warriors are banged up or if, you know, you get Minnesota, both of those are very winnable series. So I agree. I think John Morant kind of is that guy a little bit. Not only, you know, with how people love him and and how exciting he is to watch, but he steps up in the playoffs. We saw that last year. I think that team has the right energy about them to go on a run. They've got that right mentality. They seem very confident. And I think a lot of people right now look at that two seed and they're like, man, that's kind of 
a fraudulent two seed. And maybe it is a little bit in the sense that I don't see him as a contender in the same way that I do a two seed like Milwaukee in the East. But I do think they're the second best team in the Western Conference when you consider the Warriors injuries. And if if we consider the Warriors perfectly healthy and Curry is 100% and Draymond is 100% and both those guys are playing their best basketball and the Warriors are back in a groove, third best team in the West then. So I like that take. The Eastern Conference Finals will be the actual finals. I disagree. I disagree. And that's not to say that the Eastern, like whoever wins the Eastern Conference Finals won't win at all. But to say that Whoever comes out of the West is for sure not going to beat whoever comes out of the East, I think is wrong. And I do think the East is stronger, right? Like you probably have more teams I could see making it to the finals out of the East. I could see it with Miami and Milwaukee and Philadelphia, Brooklyn, teams like I think Chicago and Boston maybe have outside chances. And the West, who do you like? I mean, there's Phoenix, Golden State, if they get healthy. And then I think everyone else, not that it's impossible, but like it would be pretty cool. Like pretty crazy if Memphis was in the finals, if Utah was in the finals, if Dallas was in the finals, if Minnesota was in the finals. I mean, a lot of the big name contenders are not looking so hot in the West. But even that being said, I think Phoenix is a super strong team. I think there's a really good chance they make it back to the finals. And I know they aren't built like maybe your typical contender in the sense that they don't have that like top, top, top five guy. But I don't think that matters. I think they play a great brand of basketball. Um, I, I think they've got the tools to to go back and be competitive, even if it was the Bucks again. So I would disagree with that. Bucks lose in the first round. Totally possible if they match up with Brooklyn. I'll say that. Like, yeah, like if we're saying that the hot take is that they happen to match up with Brooklyn, which is a very real possibility, then there's a very real possibility they obviously lose that series considering how close it was last year, right? But if the take behind that is... Milwaukee actually isn't that good. I disagree. That I disagree with. I wonder if you look at, because I look at the standings right now, Milwaukee's half a game up on Philadelphia. I'd much rather be the three seed and have no risk of playing Brooklyn round one than be the two and then probably have to play them. No offense, Cavs or Raptors, whoever gets that six seed, but I'd rather play you guys than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But That's my thoughts on that. I'd say unless they get a terrible matchup round one, it's not like the Bucks have suddenly become not legit. Jazz make the finals. I mean, if there was a year that they did it, it would be this one, right? Because it's kind of like Chris Paul is banged up and, and Curry is banged up and the top of the West looks as weak as it has looked since maybe I've been alive or as long as I can remember pretty much. With Utah, they have definitely earned their reputation in the playoffs a little bit. Donovan Mitchell is him. He's going to go do his stuff. We know that much, but it's the same problem I think I have with the Mavs where it's like, I don't trust someone as the number two to step up if Donovan Mitchell isn't going to step up or step up with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, because it takes more than one guy. So I'm not going to bet on the Jazz until they do it. It's not even like a Gobert thing with them. It's just like, I feel like we've seen better Jazz teams do less. And I feel like their strategy defensively of like, okay, Gobert is just going to have to do everything. And we're going to, you know, the perimeter defense is not that strong and we're going to send everything inside the Gobert really kills them in seven game series when a team can kind of game plan around that. And I'm like, you know, it's not impossible. They're a great regular season team and it's a weak West, but I still probably favor other teams over them. The Miami Heat will disappoint. I disagree with this one again. Like there's the off chance that they get Nets first round and lose that one. I will give you guys that one. However, there seems to be a lot of people who are anti heat. 
And I wonder if it's kind of for the same reason that the Suns are, where it's like they don't have the star power in the same way that most championship teams do, but they've done it before. Like if you're looking at the bubble year and saying, well, that doesn't count, and then they they lost in the first round to the Bucks the next year. So that proves that they've actually been fraudulent. It was actually all fraudulent. They were never good. I disagree. I understand maybe you think like, oh, they don't have a closer, but I think Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, bam, I think they figure it out, honestly. They're first in the East. I don't think that's by chance. Tyler Hero's better than he was when they went on their run. Kyle Lowry's a pretty big addition. I don't know. I, I like the Heat. I like the Heat. I think they also play a very confident brand of basketball. I think defensively they match up well against a lot of teams, even with guys who have, you know, even with teams who have Kevin Durant or even with teams who have Giannis. Last year, I thought more so they were banged up all year and they had a really short offseason. So if there was a fraudulent year for them, I thought it was more 2021 than 2020, uh, even with the bubble. So I don't know. I don't think the Heat have given anyone a good reason to say that they're fraudulent, other than I think there's just a pretty big Miami Heat hater fan base. And then we'll do one more. DeMar will unleash and erase the defrozen narrative. I would like to think yes. I think I agree, but I'm nervous about saying that because what DeMar's game has been this year, and he has been unbelievable this season. It's like he is going to go and hit tough shots. And I said it with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and I think it's the case here. If you can create space and hit tough shots, like that is something that is just There's no game plan for it. There's no beating it in a seven-game series. If you're going to do that, that's the best type of playoff basketball. You think a guy like Kobe Bryant, who always got better in the playoffs, that's why he got better in the playoffs, right? But, dude, I don't know because with DeMar, it's weird he's having his just absolute best season this year, and it's like it's hard to trust when you've seen – not that he's been bad before, but he hasn't been like this, right? I do think the Bulls have better spacing than a lot of those Raptors teams had, and I think what maybe killed them is that – with bad spacing and a guy who couldn't shoot threes himself when he would try to work in the mid-range, it's really easy to kind of focus on that. And with the Bulls, you're not going to be able to do that as much considering you know they can go five out with Vooch and you know, Lonzo and Caruso can both shoot the ball. And it's like, okay, you've got, you know, you've got a lot of shooters on that team and Levine and all those guys, right? And he's one of many, many uh, offensive weapons on that team. So if, even if he does have a down game, it's not like they need him to go out and be the score every single game. If he has an off game one time in a seven-game series, you're good. You look at some of those Raptors teams, it's like Lowry, but he wasn't a scorer like that, and then that was it. And he had to go be the one to do it, and if he wasn't going to be, they were going to lose. You know. So I do think he's in a better situation. I do. But I guess, I guess what I'll say is we're going to learn whether or not it was his play style plus where he was playing plus expectations – that made him be a weak playoff performer. And now that those things have changed a little bit and that he's, you know, obviously more comfortable in Chicago, that he's finally in a situation that's going to allow him to be his best self in the playoffs or whether or not he just like is scared of the playoffs, which I have a hard time believing that that's the case. So, or whether he's just kind of scared of the playoffs, I guess. And the pressure gets to him, which I have a hard time believing. So I would, I lean that DeRozan will be better in the playoffs, maybe not doing what he's been doing in the regular season. Cause that's just hard to keep up. But I think definitely he should play better than he was with the Raptors. That's going to do it for me today. I appreciate you guys always responding to the tweets, give me stuff to talk about. And if you have any NBA playoff hot takes, make sure to comment below and do all the other stuff you're supposed to do on YouTube videos, like comment, subscribe, I'll catch you guys next time.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.